0: RadioInfluence.com This is the Valor Hour on Radio Influence Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community Now, here's your host
1: Tim Loy Welcome to the Valor Hour I'm your host Tim Loy Joined by a full cast of characters tonight, as we get ready for Valor 63, it all goes down at the world famous Cotton Eye Joe this Friday night, September the sixth, and uh, we got two title fights on the line. It's going to be a good a good night of action, and as always on Fight Week, we have Pigs Panel, so that'll be our main segment tonight. Our Pigs Panel will join us, and we will break down and preview uh, and get uh, predictions on all of the fights for Valor 63. We're also going to talk with Alex Lewandowski tonight. He's going to be taking on Steven Tank Wilson Jr. Uh, for the middleweight strap this weekend. Last week we spoke with Tank. He's a uh, very colorful character, very uh, outspoken. And, uh, you know, he, he had some harsh words there for Lewandowski. And uh, so we'll get uh, Lewandowski's take on that tonight as well. And, uh, of course, uh, joining me here this evening, we have my co host, Justin Watson. Justin, what's happening, my man?
2: not too much just kind of getting settled back in sucks being home from the beach
1: yeah you were down uh, on vacation were, were you down there uh, where the storm is coming
2: yeah it was actually supposed to make landfall um at vero beach where we were at uh but i guess it switched paths now it's gonna hit north carolina or something but um it was a few days behind us anyway we weren't we weren't really in the path of it nice nice
1: Hopefully you uh, got, got the batteries recharged a little bit. You'll be judging, of course, this weekend of Valor 63. Also joining me tonight, we've got Greg Hopkins. He's going to be on commentary for Flow Combat this weekend, getting ready for his own action as well. Greg, what's happening?
3: I'm ready to be back. I'm ready to see some live fights right there next to the cage, and uh, I think we've got a good, a real good September ahead of us, and it's starting tomorrow with those weigh-ins. Uh, I think that the uh, weigh-ins will see some action, but maybe possibly might need to have somebody stand and Mark.
1: Maybe Mark can do that. Well, yeah, right. It seems like the last few times, like Mark has been like not where he can intervene whenever we have uh, some altercations at the weigh-ins, and so hopefully tomorrow he's on point. Speaking of the devil, and here he is, Marky Four Fingers, Mark Law is joining us as well, Cutman Extraordinaire, uh, on the promo trip down here in the Chattanooga with me this uh, this week. Mark, what's happening?
4: It's fight week. What fights are y'all talking about, man? I break up er- everything's ever happened to Wagons. Uh,
1: That's Mark. right. <laughs> Selective memory there. That's okay. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, before we get into all of uh, our preview and our interview, we've got a little housekeeping, guys. Uh, we're going to clean up last week. It was UFC on ESPN <laughs> Plus, number 15. And uh, it was in China, and we didn't really have a lot to say about it last week, and we really don't have a whole lot to say about it this week. It was a a wee hours of the morning card. He had to be up at 3 a.m. to watch it, uh, 6 a.m. for the main card. And so I didn't see any of it. Uh, But I I woke up, and I I found out that the title had changed hands in the main event before I ever saw the fight or saw a headline or anything. I just go into my little gambling group thread message, and everybody's just, you know, not saying nice things about Jessica Andrade, uh, to say the least. But uh, of course, we saw a new champion, uh, uh, Wei Li Zhang, uh, with a first round knockout, 42 seconds over Jessica Andrade. She was pretty heavily favored, but uh, that's a big win for uh, Wei Li Zhang, and obviously the world title. But I mean, in in, in China where She is, uh, you know, that's her home country, and uh, they've never had a world champion there in the OC, so it's a big deal, uh, for sure. Justin, uh, what'd you think about this uh, main event title change?
2: Man, it's kind of crazy. It's uh, same as you. I kind of woke up to getting alerts on my phone. Um, I kind of, you know, I, I picked uh, Zhang Wiley on that one, um, but I definitely didn't think it was going to happen like that, man. She uh, once she landed that shot and Andrade was hurt, she just started unloading with elbows and knees and um, got the finish. But uh, huge for huge for China and for the UFC, man. I mean, that, that opens a massive market. Like you said, they've never had a champion. But um, their, their winningest fighter is uh, Li Zhang Liang, you know, is is the next biggest fighter from there. So um, that opens a market of, you know, 1.5 billion people. So, yeah. Um, Perfect, perfect scenario for the for the UFC. I don't think they planned it that way. Uh, I think they just you know try to throw somebody in there. But um, best case scenario uh, came out in that one. I'll tell you what.
1: Last week we jokingly said, "What if we just did Team China?" And I tell you what, uh, and and I really didn't like a lot of the Chinese fighters in this on this card, and I did terrible on it. I mean, my DraftKings lineup was sub two hundred points. It was just embarrassingly bad. But the Chinese contingent, I didn't think they had the better end of their fights. I thought that they were all, you know, uphill. And they only lost one. They went, uh, they went one, two, three, four. They went five and one. The only loss was uh, Yan'an Wu. And there was an argument that she won. <laughs> you know, so that was a split decision that was really close. Uh, but she missed Wade and uh was so, you know bat on her there but yeah uh, a big upset uh, that Sue Mooder Jai uh, with a very dominant decision over Andre Sukumta probably would have bet my house on Sukumta but it, it, you know and I had the ability to uh, so uh, we also saw uh, uh, Zhang Liang Li the leech as we, as you mentioned he uh, he got a win uh, another upset with a knockout over uh, Elizu Zaleski who I really thought Zaleski would be a heavy favorite in that one um, and and get the win so you know two big upsets in the main and the co main event uh, Greg overall thoughts on UFC China I know you didn't uh, get to see hardly any of it either
3: um, no I actually was up just looking over my football stat like statistics and I'm trying to look at all the like analyze all these numbers for this and one big on Thursday one big on Friday and I was like you know what I got some money to throw down, and I just went through the Chinese card and I threw down what I thought I was gonna do. I'm gonna start doing this new thing. Whenever you ask me what I think about it, instead of me cussing and making a mockery of myself and mine my students, <laughs> I'm just gonna start going. Yeah. You start asking what I think. So you ask me about this whole card. And every time you come to me and on anything on this card, I'm gonna go because That's I lost it. way too much money on Jessica. And oh my God, talk about I've never felt. Uh, a, such a personal animosity towards somebody for <laughs> losing, and uh, Just it on purpose, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. what? Just do it on purpose. Yeah, I think she did on purpose. It's like you know what? Greg put down pretty much the whole barn so on this. She, she, place yeah, I mean,
1: she, man, she went, went into hostile territory there into China. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was uh definitely uh, a, a thing where you you know I you don't see that a lot. You know, the defending champion going on the road like that. and Well,
3: but like those, you said, we jokingly said, let's take team China. Oh, we were we all crushed. China. We we crushed were saying, but every time we say that, you know, team says, you know, team, say, team, uh, Alpha Alpha Mell, Mell. we always say, let's, let's take the home crowd. Yeah. Let's just see what the fuck will happen. Make yeah. sure what will happen. You know what I'm saying? Every time it. we joke about it, it we happens. joke about it and then it happens. It happens. Let's take the bottom guy on the totem pole. Let's see if he wins. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Mark <Balls>, laws,
1: <laughs> your, uh, your take on, uh, this UFC China car, new champion in the, uh, strawweight division
4: First off, I—it's crazy that that she beat and draws like that. I mean, that she's 115 pounds and knocks her out—that just never happens. And how—I'm kind of a conspiracy theory guy, but what's the chances the UFC wants to go to China and all the motherfuckers win? Come on, man. Yeah. Convenient, right? But so they're not even that good at MMA. No, Jesus, they just one of those guys. No, but China. like it's just
3: that you know. But for the most part, like we were talking about, you know, the Chinese, you know, like the Asian culture, they don't really like cut weight, so they fight their natural way. But for that, I think they're better equipped to go a longer distance out in the deep waters. But and it's just crazy because that's the way I think about it. And I'm usually fi- uh, fading you
2: know, Asian fighters just because of that reason. But and it is what
3: Asians told you this. This is
5: me.
2: <laughs> this is always. I always thought it was crazy because you know, like traditionally linked with China is, is, you know, all all kinds of different martial arts. You know, different fighting styles and uh, some of the oldest, you know, traditional martial arts in the world. But the the martial art of mixed, they're they're just not that that good at. Um, but. Big part of yeah,
3: yeah <laughs> they, they, they're, well, they're so disciplined on one particular martial art, and they might rule on that. But when you mix it together with something else, it just takes it out of the element.
1: But obviously, they're coming on. They're coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they're they're gaining respect exactly all around the, around the world.
4: Yeah. And don't forget how shallow that pool is, because you know, 20 years ago, they couldn't even have female kids. So how deep is the female? Uh, oh pool. Yeah. yeah, Congratulations,
3: first Chinese-born, you know, world She's Tennessee the last RC. one on earth. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, guys.
1: Well, let's wrap up on our recap here. Moving on to what we've got going on this week. Of, Aside from the Valor 63 card, we've got uh, some national MMA to cover. Uh, Bellator 226 goes down, and that is going to be Saturday uh, at 10 p.m. on DAZN. And it uh, looks like a pretty big card. Uh, the, uh, the Heavyweight Championship is on the line. Ryan Bader taking on Czech Congo, and then we also begin the uh, featherweight Grand Prix 145. So all the first round quarterfinals will be on the main card. Uh, so you got Daniel Strauss, Derek Campos, Pat Curran, Adam Boritz, uh, Emmanuel Sanchez, Taiwan Claxton, and then Sam Cecilia and Pedro Carvajal. Uh, also of note on this, we've got a valor vet on the card. We've got uh, Jessica Borga on this card. She's taking on a, a tough one, Amber Librock. Uh, at 145 that's a that's a really good fight well ibrox a, a big girl uh i think she's got to win over uh, over amy coleman so uh yeah that would be an interesting fight on the uh, on the prelims there uh just real quick thoughts on this guys uh i'm gonna get your early take on your favorite to win this uh featherweight grand prix
2: uh justin just real quick gaston is not in is not in the grand prix is he uh, I believe that's maybe like an alternate fight, man.
1: Yeah, I don't think um, the tournament. Let's it see. It is on so main card. I'll say that Gaston Bolanos and Daniel Carey.
2: Yeah. So there's another there's another uh, eight fighters in the tournament that are not on this card, and I don't have them in front of me. Um, so, but out of these out of these four fights, I think. Um, if they're playing, if they're playing pools like this is one side and, and the other uh-huh. side, I think the winner out of this pool. Um, look for uh, Adam Bork's to come out, um, you know, kind of coming out of nowhere, um, you know, uh, getting a big win knockout in his last fight. Um, you know, Pat Curran, seasoned vet, uh, be a good way to to get it started. Uh, but Daniel Strauss is um, going to be a tough one to get out of there too. Greg anybody leap off out of this uh, first
1: group
3: of featherweights uh, that may have a chance to go all the way uh yeah Boris that's about it There's yeah, only one Dennis Strauss he, he could fade in the later rounds but uh <clears throat> that should be a pretty even fight right there I, I if I was leaning anyway would I'd probably lean on Derek Kampos. but but uh, Hey, Campos
1: is tough. He's a big, hossy dude, especially at 145. But, uh, Boritz, uh, Boritz, is who I would also say is the guy to watch. You know, he's 13-0. Uh, Taiwan Claxton's 5-0. Uh, you know, so we've got a couple undefeated guys in this little. This little group. Uh, let's see. Also this weekend, we've got Invicta, uh, the uh, Phoenix oh. series. It is uh, – I'm sorry, what's that? I was just going to point out oh, that I was
3: going to put some money on one for sure. Oh, for okay, yeah, amount, yeah.
1: What you got here? Back to Bellator. So everybody uh, I was, we, were, we
3: were hitting the featherweights. and yeah. I was going to go ahead and throw it up there. Yeah, I, think man, that, uh, I think Ryan Bader is a really good uh, – Really good pick there for a for a win. I don't know what the odds are on that. If you guys have any idea what those are, I'm gonna
1: actually see if I can pull those
3: up super fast. And remember next week when we uh, try to fade. You know, we talk about what Greg put down on and what Greg lost. So I'll give you the hand. Eh. It looks like uh, Bader is
1: minus three fifty ish. You know, it's an average uh, about three about minus three fifty right now. A Congo coming back about 270, 275. Yeah, we'll have to look at some under and overs on there. I don't know that that could go distance. It's little expensive. Not. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so the Invicta FC, it's the Phoenix series, and these this is a one night tournament, and it'll be on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, so this from this Kansas whole tournament City.
3: will be all yes, finished in one night, so they fight, they're going to fight two or three times? Three times to win three. it all. If you win, you can win three times and you're the champion. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. And Fine. there's a lot of good fighters in this, including uh,
1: Shanna Young, who's making a quick turnaround oh, oh. from uh, the Contender Series uh, that she competed on about three weeks ago, give or take. Uh, so we I, they haven't drawn the bracket yet, so I don't know uh, who she's going to be against. But there's some tough they, oh. some tough ones in this one. You know, there's some good girls in this in this tournament uh let's uh let's see uh, mark your uh, your thoughts Shannon will making a quick turnaround uh and going to invicta uh you know she's wanting to shake uh the the taste of this uh last performance uh out of out of her head and uh, and she could certainly make a big statement by winning a,
4: a one-night tournament for sure i feel like that kind of tournament style set up for Shannon. she's she's very durable she's very tough and i feel like she should be able to get through uh at least a couple rounds of these chicks and put herself in the best possible position to uh to make that move you know if you need beat but you know it's crazy because you see some people with like one or no records in this and it's it, it ranges all the way up to what is like six, six and nine so you know you're gonna have a huge but Shannon's five and oh she's she's pretty put together or what is she five and one now
1: so. She is, that an exhibition, uh, no, that was a real fight. Well, the, uh, the Contender series is a real fight. That, yeah. that was a 135, though, right? This is a 125. This is definitely more her, her, where she wants to be. Absolutely. So, you know, this is definitely in her favor, I think, uh, fighting a 125 here in this tournament. Also, some other names on this card uh, that we're familiar with from our area uh, Alexa Connors on this card. She's from the South Carolina area. So uh, that'll be uh, one to watch as well. And that one goes down on uh, Friday night, the 6th. That's the same night as the Valor show. So uh, Coach Eric Turner will uh, be coaching Shana Young out there invicted at the same time as uh, several of his KMA athletes are going to be competing at Valor. So that may be one thing to keep in mind uh, when we go through the picks panel here a bit later. Just a food for thought. Uh, I we'll see about it, I am. Uh, moving on here, of course. Hey, Tim. Uh, yeah, yeah, just, yeah,
2: Justin. Real quick before we move on, do you know how, um, so with them fighting in, in, you know, three times in one night, there's a limit that you can only fight up to 25 minutes. So, how are the rounds? I know, believe and, these uh, are, stuff two, set up? I
1: think these are two <laughs> round fights. What? I think these are two round fights. I'm pretty sure. I, I still I'm wouldn't probably.
4: be able to have three. <clears throat>
1: yeah, you wouldn't be able to have three two minute rounds, but uh, um, let me see minute here. Minutes. Let me. I um, i too big you could have
2: you could have three two minute rounds, but you couldn't have you couldn't have five. Let's see. Yeah, because yeah, because each each round, then you couldn't have six of them or nine of them. He's on like, that math there, bro. I know bro. it's killing uh, me. Uh,
1: um, Hmm. Well, I I, I I see. uh, I'm looking back to see how they did their first one here. That's what I was trying to pick uh, up. Oh, no. I was incorrect. All first round fights are just one (laughs) five-minute round. Okay. And then then the The last one's a 315-minute finish. Listen here, guys. The fighter that has the fastest finish in the quarterfinal will be able to pick... Their semifinal opponent from the other winners. Huh. If there are no finishes, the semifinal bouts will be randomly drawn. The semifinals will also be one five minute round. However, the final will be three rounds. Uh, and that is going to be, uh, you know, the final two ladies will go a full three five minute rounds, but the first two rounds are just one minute. And so Sir,
3: a lot of randomness. You here. are going to see girls going crazy, ape shit, and then it's going for knockouts. But they just got five minutes is basically what they're doing, a pull to get. And then the second round. round. And then the second second round, if you win that first one, that first five-minute round, you win. You go to the second you one. You move win. on to the next round of the final four. And
1: if you finish fastest, you get to pick who you want in the final four. But if nobody finishes, then it's a random girl.
2: And if nobody finishes in the final four, then you have to pick a winner in each fight from the one five-minute round. Um, in the final four, uh, the both winners
1: are going to just be in the final.
2: So. Right, but if but if there's not a finish in that one round, then determining the winner comes down to who won that one round. Yes, it's, it would be a judge. Yeah, the
1: judges would the judges would just judge the one round.
2: So is there any way? So there is a way, honestly.
1: You know, I I can I get what Greg's selling here, but at the same time, uh, I can also see people kind of playing it safe. Look, I'm gonna get a takedown. They just hold on tight for they know one around, and they
3: probably got it. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna see there's some wrestle wrestle fuck, fudge, wrestle fuckery, <laughs> yeah. wrestle fuckery, or some straight up brutal Haymakers. kickboxing, uh, muay thai clinching going on, and it might be pretty ugly. So. I wish I wasn't working this night, uh, but definitely we'll catch this. When the UFC it? fight pass afterwards. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I uh, I think
1: that uh, move. We'll move on at this one to the UFC 242 card, and that's the big one this weekend. And it is uh, it's an afternoon card. So this is a pay-per-view. It's UFC 242, and it's from Abu Dhabi. This was originally supposed to be in Russia. I think is that right,
4: guys? Was no, this no? This is never in Russia. In
2: Russia. No. This is okay. Yeah, they they know. got a new deal with Abu Dhabi. They're going to be there every year for the next like five years. They actually built this stadium for this event. I
3: would oh, wow. go. I would go to. I would go there every year if I was UFC 2.
2: There are a <laughs> lot of Russians on the card. Yeah, uh, there's uh, you know Khabib and. Um, and his uh, that that group of Russians has a strong uh, Muslim descent, uh, and, and there's you know uh, uh, <laughs> a, a strong Muslim community in Abu Dhabi as well. Is it team? Is it uh, team Allah this uh, yes.
3: weekend? Team Allah. It, ab- it absolutely. <laughs> is. So it, so when you make your draft games, you go team Allah. <laughs> hey,
2: hon- honest to God, man, there's only one that's not a favorite. I think
1: um, there's only
2: one that I, that that is that is badly matched. Right.
3: Curtis Blades? Um, yeah. I
1: think that, that Blades may be the uh, the favorite in his fight, but I actually like the other guy.
2: Yeah, uh, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. And Blades is a big favorite. The other guy could definitely catch him in submission. That's that's what you have to look out for there. So uh, we'll do a quick rundown here. This fight card will start at 12? No,
1: no I think it starts at like 10, 15 in the morning yeah. for the prelims. What? Uh, for the early premiums, and those are on ESPN Plus. Uh, we've got Don Madge, South African, taking on Farès Zm. I don't know who that is. I think he's French. Uh, that is a lightweight bout. Zach Cummings uh, takes on Omari Akmedoff. That'll be the first uh, from the contingency of the the, the Muslim fighters uh, and taking taking the cage. And he's he's a tough one, man. He's a good one. Akmedoff is you know it's going to be a real tough match for Zach Cummings. Uh, Nordin Taleb, the Canadian, the French-Canadian, uh, takes on Muslim Salikoff, 14-2. And, and then rounding out the prelims, uh, early prelims, Bilal Muhammad takes on Takashi Sato in a bit of a random one. Uh, Timu Pakalan, uh, who is, uh, I guess he's from Norway or Iceland or Finland, something like that. He's uh, taking on Ottman Azatar, Um now, 11-0 he is. I'm not real familiar with him, but he's he's 11-0 and, and one of the better Middle Eastern fighters. Uh, Sarah Mraz, 5-5, uh, five five, uh, takes on Liana Jojua, who is uh, another Russian fighter, that's 7-2. Uh, Zabira Tukagov takes on Lerone Murphy, undefeated out of uh, the U.K. at 145. And then the last prelim is the ladies, Joanne Calderwood, the Scott, uh, takes on Andrea KGB Lee. Uh, let's go to Justin first for your thoughts on these preliminaries.
2: So huh, Zabira is the one that snuck Connor, isn't it?
1: Um it's, uh, it's which one now?
2: Tugawa to go of or whatever. He was part of the whole the whole thing with uh, you know when Khabib jumped out, yeah, doing yeah. Danis and stuff. He, he was part of that, maybe. Yeah, that
1: oh, yeah, was like three years ago. Then all right, what was it? Uh, yeah, Zabir, Tukagov. that's the guy. I see him. Yeah, yeah Zubaira. hmm
2: So yeah. he has he. I think he got suspended maybe after that. Did he? He did. They all did. I think this is this yeah. is actually all of them. This is their first fight back. He is the last.
1: The last time he fought uh, was actually in 2016, 2016. So it's been literally three years. Since uh, this guy has fought, and it was a loss actually to, to Hanato Moicano. You know, he was supposed to fight Artem Lobov um, in uh, October of last year, and that fight was canceled. So, yeah, there, I mean, I guess there could be some cage rust potentially at play here. I have no idea who Lerone Murphy is. He's 8 0, and I don't imagine he is going to have a real good shot at this thing. Uh, just,
2: these uh, are <laughs> looking at it. Where are you, you now, Joe? Just like on the, uh, you know, like on
1: the uh, Google lineup, I'm showing him as 5-0. and 5-0? <laughs> oh. um, I'm, I'm just on topology here, so um, it could be that there's just some fights that are on here that maybe were, like, amateur or something, and they didn't list it right. But he's got all wins, but, uh, you know, he's fought um, on car- – he, like – He's a UK guy, and he's not fighting on like Cage Warriors and stuff. He's fighting on other cards that I've never heard of, like Evolution of Combat and Full Contact Contender. You know, so I don't know that he's going to have the pedigree to to to, to get this. I said he's never lost. Looks like he was four or five and zero, oh and uh, as an amateur, so I mean, he's he's never lost a fight. We'll see uh, what Lerone Murphy brings uh, to the table. Greg, anything? Well, I'm sorry. Anything else from you, Justin, on uh, on these prelims? Uh Did we get to Joanne Calderwood and Andrea Lee. Yeah, I, I that
2: was the last. That's the headlining prelim. That was the last one I, I said. So yeah, we can throw it that one's, That one's that one's definitely a good one to watch. You know, Andrea Lee's on a big run, um, but Calderwood was you know right there in, in line for a title before her last fight. Um, you know, and she she lost a a pretty boring decision um, where she got ran away from the whole time. But uh, I think. Um, Jaren Carterwood is probably going to be the underdog. That one might be um, a good one to, to take the underdog money on there. Yeah, I can dig that too, man. I, I like that myself. Um, you
1: know, and I think honestly, if you put all these these Muslim uh, guys, these Russian Muslim team guys, I mean, maybe you just put them all on a parlay, and you're probably going to look pretty good.
2: Yeah, at least if you at least did like two or three parlays, you know, split them up a couple of mm-hmm. times, you'll at least hit one of them. Greg, your thoughts on the prelims
1: here for UFC
3: two forty two? Uh I mean, I guess I'm still trying to look at the DraftKings lineup more than anything. I done wasted a lot too much money last week. That damn Chinese one and this is gonna be at ten this is gonna be at ten in the morning. I'll be up for this one definitely, you know. But no, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pass on here and I'll come back at you with a lineup for DraftKings here in a second.
1: Moving on to the main card, this is pay-per-view, um, and we'll see if you guys think this is pay-per-view worthy. We've got on the main card, uh, Maribak Tysimov, another one of these uh, Muslim guys, uh, lightweight bout against uh, uh, man, one of my guys, man. This is a guy that I've made some money off of, uh, CDF, Carlos Diego Fajea, 15-2, and two, uh, Brazilian fighter. This is one of those, I mean, is probably still going to freaking win, but like, CDF is always pretty freaking, you know, live, uh, especially as an underdog. Uh, Curtis blades is the lone, uh, favorite, uh, amongst the opponents, uh, of these, uh, this contingency, the, the Russian team, the, the Muslim group, uh, is he is a, a decent favorite uh, over two to one, uh, favorite over Shamil Abdurkhimov. and, um, you know that's a fight that I actually like the underdog still in because uh, you know Curtis Blades is a, you know showed you can you can put it on his chin you can drop him you know and I think the this is going to be a you know a, a, t- a tough matchup for him. Uh, the feature bout Islam Makhachev versus Davi Ramos or Davi Hamos, I guess he is a really good uh, jujitsu guy. This, this would be a really good fight actually I think uh, the, again Islam Makhachev is is the rightful favorite, but if it gets on the ground, then I think that Davi is going to be a live uh, submission threat the whole time at least. Uh, Justin, any thoughts on the uh, the opening part of the pay-per-view?
2: Yeah, um, you know, I think, like you said, Ramos um, is going to be, you know, threatening with submissions, but Makashev, it's kind of his bread and butter, it's where he's going to want to be, is on top of, of Ramos. Um so, I mean, if he can, you know, as long as he can stay there and, and stay out of some submissions, uh, I kind of expect him to write out a decision. Um, but on the other hand, I, I think, you know, that's kind of what Curtis Blades is, is going to come in there trying to do. Um, and I think Shamal, you know, could slap up a submission um, and, and sneak one in on Curtis Blades. Greg, uh,
1: any thoughts on the first three bouts on the pay-per-view portion of the card?
3: You're a Curtis Blades guy. I'm, I don't, I'm, I, I can't pronounce any of these guys' names. So I'm, and Mark's right here beside me. So I'm just gonna like kind of pass on these, and just at the end of this whole thing, I'm gonna give you guys the hundred thousand dollar line oh, okay. that you're gonna win on. That you're gonna have to split with me if, if you win.
1: <laughs> Co-main event. This is a pretty good one. Um, I'm excited. I'm a big Paul Felder fan, but we're gonna see Paul Felder take on Edson Barboza. This is a rematch. From a couple years back, Barbosa won decision the first time, and he's going to be uh, the favorite again in this one at minus 170. I'm going to go with Felder just because I really like Felder, but I mean, and he's hot right now, you know, he's on the come up. But, uh, you know, Barbosa showed kind of how to beat him the last time, so, uh, you know, we'll see if uh, he can
2: duplicate that feat. Uh, Justin, your thoughts on the co-main? This is going to be a hell of a fight. Barbosa's, you know, had a, had a rough break. He's been fighting the best of the best, you know, these last five or six fights, and he's, he's dropped the past couple. Um, so, you know, he's going to come out hungry, and I think you're going to see a fired up, ready to go Barbosa. Um, but I'm with you on, with, on Felder. You know, I, I think that he's, he's probably, you know, more than filled up those holes that um, Barbosa exposed. And, um, you know, I think he'll be he'll be checking leg kicks a little more. Uh, maybe try to try to utilize the grappling a little bit more uh, you know get on top and drop some elbows and um i look for paul felder to come out on top but this is going to be a be a tough fight man he, either guy could go to sleep in this one for sure greg uh paul felder
1: does he get it done in the rematch or is it edson barboza
2: i think that after that horrible loss
3: after edson barboza took i think that he uh he comes out fired up with a little bit of motivation in a you know under his ass a little bit of, a little bit of want to is what he's going to come out here with maybe maybe also a little bit but you know I also and God I hate I hate contradicting myself right here you also have fighters that get rocked like that and they become gun shy as well and they become statues when they start throwing and then they you know get folded over a few times and now that I said that I'm kind of pissed off but um, yeah I was actually thinking heavily on a Edson Barboza right here but. I don't know how heavy I would go on him at this point in time because of because of what he what had happened to him last time. But I'm saying he will be motivated. So, I mean, I, I still don't pick him regardless right here. That was my first instinct. Mark, uh, any uh, any thoughts from
1: you on this co-made event, Paul Felder versus Edson Barboza?
4: No, the first fight was great. But, I mean, I, I, from what I understand, Edson Barboza got the best of Felder in training. Because after he lost that, he went and trained with uh, Henry Hooft. And, uh, I do What's his name? Uh, the jiu guy over in Jersey. Uh, uh, Ricardo Almeida. Yes. So, you know, I feel like he's got the best of him in training, but Felder's a mean motherfucker, dude. I, the Irish Dragon probably puts a hurting on him, but I think Barbosa probably gets him out of there. The uh, main event is going to be
1: for the lightweight championship. Five rounds. Khabib Nurmaga twenty-seven off 27-0 takes on the, uh, the the Dustin Poirier, Dustin the Diamond Poirier, who is uh, fresh off of a win over Max Holloway. Uh, you know, and uh, he, he's going to be the challenger of the month for Khabib. Uh, for me, personally, I until I see somebody, you know, figure out the riddle here and and and, and figure out a way to knock him off, I can't fake Khabib here. Uh, so I, that's who I'm riding with here. And, uh, Justin, your take?
2: This has been kind of tough for me. You know, I think that the riddle's kind of been solved with Khabib. It's, it's just about executing it and and executing it for long enough and been, being able to, to keep the cardio going the whole time. Um, I think that that's probably going to be an issue um, in, in this fight for sure. But I think Dustin Poirier's got the length in the boxing that, that he could potentially do it. And if if Khabib gets, gets too much in his head about how good his striking is getting and then he comes in there with somebody like Poirier and tries to, tries to test that and forgets about his wrestling. We've seen that done a thousand times. That might be the the fall of Khabib is that he thinks he's too good and, and forgets what got him there. But he, you know, ultimately, you know, that's, that's kind of what I keep hearing coming into this is that, that that it striking has gotten so much better and that, you know, he can strike with these guys and, you know, I I don't think that's the case. Um, But I I also think that, that Poye is primed to quit too. And if, 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 you know, Khabib holds him down for a few rounds, I think Dustin starts looking for a way out. Mark, who gets this main event?
4: Hmm. Khabib's not going to remain undefeated forever. If somebody's going to beat some motherfucker. I feel like instead of stepping your wrestling up to match his, I think you'd be tripling down on the what the fuck got you here and being able to fight, throw them hands. Like I feel like if Conor McGregor would have felt like Conor McGregor fights, he would have got his ass out of there. But stupid game plans make stupid fucking fights, so... I'm still thinking Poirier. I think the fucking eagle crashes this week.
3: Greg. All right. I am a Khabib fan, and my girlfriend's got a boner for Khabib. <laughs> so I want to know what the, the odds are for that fight right I'll there. Tell and I'll tell you tell who you. I
2: like the so, most in this Khabib fight. Khabib is like a three-and-a-half to one favorite.
1: Uh yeah, yeah, definitely. That's very that's pretty much spot on. Uh well no, it's higher now. Uh now it looks like Kabib is anywhere from as as low as minus four hundred to high as as minus five hundred at Bovada. Uh with a comeback on Poyer uh, at a, averaging around three fifty ish. But if you uh there is uh, a couple sites that as high as uh, three seventy three.
3: Do you have an over and under on it right now? Or is that up yet? There is a total. If it's the over three over,
1: and a half or and it? a half. Essentially the e you know over three and a half minus one thirty seven and then uh even money on under three and a half. God. But they gotta make the fourth round. But then like the odds are kind of skewed in that uh the fight goes to a decision, which is another full round and a half, uh that's plus one twenty five. I do not think it goes to a and decision. Inside the distance is minus one sixty five, so
3: yeah. I think 165 is is a safe bet because one of these guys, I think he's getting finished. Khabib, I think he's just too tough, man. I don't think I don't. I mean, like you were talking about a stand-up game. Yeah, he doesn't have the hands that everybody's putting out there and broadcasting media. But there's the thing he can take you down, and when he does get you down, he's just going to grind on you. You think you're going to get up? He's going to snatch your hand out from under you. You're, you're going. You're like your base is going to get caught, and then you're going down, and you're going to just spend all this time working up, and he will not impose his will until he gets the better of you and then he's going to start talking shit to try to fade you and that's what he does and i I don't really like that because i wish he talked shit before it makes it a little bit more exciting you know you know because he's always so modest before the fight and everything and then all of a sudden when he gets you into submission into where you're you know you know where he's got you it's kabib time and uh but i think you know what this Damn though, minus – I think the under inside the distance is pretty fair to say because something crazy is going to happen. It always does when can beat fights. Uh, yeah, so we're taking inside the distance at 167 minus 167. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put
2: you 167
3: bucks <laughs> down there to win you 100. Somebody's getting
2: a Do you have Do you have um, Do you have the props up right now, Tim? Uh yeah, I do. What's um? Does, do you have anything for Poirier in the first couple rounds? Uh, you
1: can bet that Poirier wins in round one and get plus 1,400. If you bet that he wins in round two, you get plus 1,600. What well, an over number for takedowns for Khabib? Because that's definitely going to happen. Or you uh, or you can just bet that Poirier wins uh, inside the distance and you get him at plus 450, but that's, that's already – that's only 100 and more. Well, I mean, is Poirier going to win a fucking decision? I doubt
4: it.
2: No, they're going to kill him. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> hey, yeah. yeah. you have okay. to remember where they're at. Like, yeah. you know – I don't know. I think there there might be some some things at play that we don't see. I don't know if if Poye is is uh, going to be able to be bought or not, but that's that's always a possibility. But I think that if he's going to do it, he might do it in the first two. I would I wouldn't wouldn't be against putting 10, 15 bucks on you know minus sixteen hundred odds on him getting it done in the second round. Yeah, no doubt, man. That, that that's super good. Play them both. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you play the first and the second. Uh before we wrap this up, all right, I got Greg Hopkins special DraftKings. Special, uh, special DraftKings so lineup fade or follow now the, just because uh, you know we throw this out there I mean you could very well just fade this and do just as good potentially if you fade mine you'll usually do real well he has got uh, looks like he's paying up all the way for Khabib uh, he's also spending up on uh, on the uh, let's see here uh, Zubera Tukagov that's who he's going to spend up on as well uh, and then he's got Omari Ahmed off Don Madge, Joanne Calderwood and uh, goes low on Shamil Abdurik off. Um, I will say there are some underdogs I like here. Like, Shamil Abdurakimov is now plus 375. I'll, yep, I'm in on that. Uh, and uh, I'll take a shot anyway. And then I also uh, could, I mean, it's tough, but, like, if I could get CDF, if I get uh, Carlos Diego Faye at plus 240, I'm taking it just to get pretty much against anybody. Um, all right, cheap on drafting 7,200. 7, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, so yeah, that's a good. Yeah, I think that's a good play too. Uh, that's going to wrap up our UFC 242 preview, uh, and uh, it'll also end our time with Justin Watson here this evening. Justin, uh, thank you for joining us, and we will see you this weekend at Valor 63. My man, we will talk to you back on the podcast
2: next week. You All right, man, I'll see y'all in a couple of days. Bye,
3: Justin.
2: later bitch. All right. <laughs> Bye, Daddy. All right, with that, it is now
1: time to get to our special guest. We've got Alex Lewandowski on the line here as he gets ready to take on Stephen Tank Wilson Jr. for the Vacant Valor Middleweight Championship. It's going down this Friday night at the world-famous Cotton Eye Joe Valor 63. Alex, how's it going? Pretty good, man. Good. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking a little bit of time out of your training schedule to talk to us. I know that uh, come this time tomorrow, you'll already be uh, weighed in, and uh, so uh, I know right now you're probably in that in that weight cut. How's that going for you? Yeah, thank, thank,
0: thank God for that weigh in. <laughs>
1: yeah, early weigh ins is a popular thing. <laughs>
0: oh yeah
1: so uh you know you fought a lot of fights at 185 uh you know is and uh, is this your first one i'm I'm sorry at 205 you fought a lot of 205 is this your first one at 185 or have you done at 185 yeah
0: i've done 185 and kickboxing a couple of times
1: okay so it's uh, not it's not unknown territory for you
0: no it's a little bit easier now
1: most definitely so uh, you know for our listeners that have not heard from you before I think it's your first time joining us on the show I always speak highly of your right. of your power and your uh, and your your chin and, and all that all that good stuff you're striking but uh, if you would just kind of give us a quick little bio a little background on yourself your your background uh, as far as uh, any kind of training goes in the past and what's kind of brought you uh, to, to the MMA world well actually uh, when I was younger
0: my dad started me out boxing and uh, you know, I did that for a little bit, and uh, he always pushed me to go to practice, and I never would go. And you know, and then I started, uh, I started wrestling, and uh, and I did that for a long time. I did that for about eight years, and I wrestled all the way through high school. And uh, I don't know, I just started started punching people in the face.
1: Yeah, you know, that's uh that's actually kind of uh that's a surprise to me. So I, di- I didn't realize that you had the wrestling background because you know, we, we always kind of peg you as a as a striker, you know, but uh well, it's interesting well, to hear grew- you've got the wrestling.
0: Well, I grew up striking uh, somewhat. I never really did stick with it much, but um, you know, I've always been sort of athletic, so it, you know, it, it kind of come easy to me.
1: Of course. I've got
3: uh, Greg with me here. Greg, what you got for uh, for Alex tonight? Hey, Alex. Uh, where did you where did you wrestle at? At Cobb County. Oh, Cobb County. Okay. Well I'm a uh, I'm not trying to I guess I'm gonna call myself the hot man for this fight right here because I don't wanna throw say I'm throwing gas on the fire, but I didn't spark it last week but Tank did. Did you happen to listen to the podcast last week with Tank on there? Yeah, I listened to it. You did listen to it? Well, I don't think I need to say any more about it. I was just gonna, you know, ask <laughs> your opinion and get your thoughts on that. Uh there ain't
0: really much to say about it. I mean I always try to pick game opponents so because I, you know, they don't back out or, you know, they're not scared or nothing nothing like that. So, I I mean, it's going to be a good fight no matter what. I'm, you know, I'm coming to win. I I don't care how I do it. I'm just coming to win and dominate.
3: Well, you know, Tanks, he's got some really tough slams in here, but you got some wrestling that could counter that right there. You know, some overworking your over and unders, but I. Since you didn't bring it up, I think I recall Tank saying something about maybe taking your life in this fight. Uh, yeah. That's really what I was thinking I wanted to hear about from you.
0: He better take he, it. He better take
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> better take it. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I love it. it I love it, it man. It, man.
1: Well, hey, one thing, you know, we're going to be uh, doing the, the picks panel here a little bit later in the show. And so, uh, right, you know, right. in my little breakdown that I usually give a little, you know, a little setup there uh, for the fights. And so, you know, I'll say, you know, while I've got you on the line, you know, in my opinion, this is a really good fight because, yeah. you know, you represent a, a massive step up in competition for Tank compared to what he's seen right. up until this point where, you you know, you've been fighting with some pretty tough guys. You know, that's it. You know, right, Tank right. has been putting on like highlight reel performances, you know, but now he's going to have a really stiff test here uh do you think that your uh your experience versus you know stiffer competition up until this point will will serve you well
0: uh it definitely it definitely plays it definitely plays a factor but i don't i don't look at it like that i, I look at it as one point at a time so i just you know train as hard as i can and do all the things i need to to be ready for the next guy so
1: so, of course, you're training there at Newport Combat Club uh, with guys like John Hall, you know, who we're very familiar with. Uh, talk about some of the training leading up to this. Who, who are some of the guys that have been getting you ready uh, for, for this big fight?
0: Uh, well, John Hall pretty much trains us all.
2: <laughs> yeah, right?
0: Um, he, uh, we've been working a lot of wrestling and, you know, striking and in the clinch and defending takedowns and working takedowns and just staying, just staying active and just, you know, ha- having a lot of pressure.
1: Yeah, most definitely, man. So, of course, uh, I've got one more thing from Greg here.
3: Hey, uh, if um, I know you said you, you don't look forward to any any kind of future opponent or anything, but so we're going to stick right. with just this one right here. Do you think you want to give us your outlook and your prediction on this fight since Tank gave us his last week? Um, it's,
0: it's just going to be a war. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Uh, I mean, anywhere it goes, I'm going to be ready for it. That, that, you know, that's why we put in two and a half, three, three months where they can't and uh i mean I, I could see it going all three rounds and i could see it going in the first round because you know you know he's got heavy hands i got heavy hands so i mean it's not just i know it's not just his wrestling you know that that's his it's his attribute you know i mean he's explosive so
3: Oh yeah, exactly. I'm just I'm I'm excited for this fight. I was just trying to get some uh just pick your brain a little bit for the picks panel coming up here in a minute because you know they they're they're going to be listening in and uh, making their picks based off of us you know. So I'm excited for this fight. Somebody's always got to go, brother. And uh, best of skills to you. Thank you. Hey, one chat. more thing. Yeah, yeah, one, yeah. One more one more thing. I
1: think
0: I think the biggest problem he's going to have is when he comes in and he finds something he ain't going to like. Right. It's either going to be it's either going to be an uppercut or it's going to be, you know, a sprawl, a you know, another shot. It, that's the thing about experience. Like I said, I don't, I don't look about it, but that's that's one thing that, that I that I do have and I you know, it's just being in them situations.
1: Well, I think that uh, I think you bring up a good point there. You know, I think that uh, the, you know, a big factor in this fight is going to be if you can make him you know, make him uh, respect your striking to where can, he is, not just it, it going right it. in there and, and, and sucking up a double leg and putting you over his head like he's done these other guys. You know, right. you got to make him, uh, you know, obviously you know that, uh, you know, you've got to make him respect uh, you to where he doesn't just feel like he can just blast in there like that because he's going to have to right. pay for it. Yeah, that,
0: that's going
1: to be the key, you know, that's going to be the key to winning this fight. Uh, so, and of I'm course, I'm going to – yeah, go I'm ahead. I
0: plan on executing that.
1: Very nice, man. We're we're super excited for it, you know, and uh, this is uh, one of these fights where, you know, we've, we've put it over the pros. We're we're that excited about it. Uh, you'll be up at, the, at sure. the end of the night, of course. I want to let you have uh, some time to uh, give some shout-outs where they're due. Any sponsor, love, training partners, uh, friends, family, anybody you want to uh, give some love to, I'll let you have it. Well,
0: I ain't got no sponsors because we're broke out here, but... Um, Let's change that. We got to change that, man. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, uh, I want to thank my mom. You know, first of all, and, and God, of course, for getting me getting me to this point. And uh, I want to thank my girlfriend for, you know, putting up with me the whole time while I was cutting weight and training and not being able to see me a lot and stuff like that. And thank all my, tr- all my training partners that come down and help me get to this point. And, uh, yeah, we'll, you know, see Friday night and we'll see what happens.
1: This has been Alex Lewandowski, undefeated middleweight prospect, getting ready to go for the strap, the middleweight championship for Valor. Coming up on uh, Valor 63 this weekend at the world-famous Cotton Eye Joe. Of course, if you can be there live, there's nothing like it. But if you can't, you can catch it live on Flow Combat. Thanks so much for the time, Alex. We appreciate it, and best of skills to you. We'll see you here uh, here real soon, here in the next day.
0: All right, appreciate y'all. Thank you.
1: All right, it's time now for our main segment of the program. It is the Valor 63 Picks Panel uh, Preview and Prediction Segment. We have got our uh, expert prognosticators joining us as always, and uh, we are in uh, competition, mid-season competition here. Uh, Greg Hopkins in the lead going sure. into this show, uh, is our defending champion from last year. I hear Billy Swanson's about to jump back into this thing next. Uh, <laughs> next time, so he, he, he won. A, he won a season two. So uh, I actually think uh, well, we have two defending champions here. Greg comes into this week twenty-four and three. Mark three behind him at twenty. 21 and six and Hobbs is five behind at 19 and eight. So uh, of course we've got fights this week and we still got the Saudi card uh, that will count towards this quarter. So anything can happen here and uh, we're going to dive right in. Of course uh, we have an 11 bout card this weekend. We had a lot of changes on this one at the last minute, man. It was, uh, just lots of fights falling off and you know how it' be so we uh, are still you know pumped because we've got two really good fights I think at the top especially with those title fights we'll get into all that Some now,
5: shenanigans also Tim I think want shenanigans. to shenanigans yeah, yeah, talk
1: about the. we're going to go into details on the shenanigans as they arise in each fight and uh, that way we can uh, make sure everybody is uh, is aware of of, of the fuckery.
3: speaking of shenanigans I want to go ahead and get this straight right now because I feel like like, every time I pick, I pick first. And people just kind of tail off of what I pick. <coughs> Mark, <coughs> Jeff, anybody that I pick first. Oh, okay. Anyways. <laughs> so, I'm going to say, I got a oh. list. uh so I'm getting, I need a. Li- I'm gonna make
1: a list to see who goes first. Are we gonna go in order this time? Tim? We will. We will start with. Uh, we will start with the Maybe. first place uh, <laughs> person, and then we'll. It'll go. We'll go. Uh, Greg, Mark, Hobbs, and then. Uh, then we will keep it in that order. But then we'll rotate. it uh, be like the next round will exactly. be Mark Hobbs, Greg. Then the next one will be Hobbs, Greg, Mark. Mark,
3: Hobbs,
1: Greg. And then the last – then it'll go Hobbs, Greg, Mark, Hobbs, and then ro- that'll be the Greg rotation.
3: Mark. I love it. I'm following it. I got it right here.
1: Okay. Let's get started then. We don't have any kickboxing. now. Well, oddly enough, there's no kickboxing on this one. But we do have oh, yeah. a juniors pancration match, which we we had one of those uh, a couple months ago. Blake Randall and Zach uh, Hammock tore the house down. It was awesome. So this is essentially like juniors MMA for underage, but with limited rules. They can't ground and pound um, – uh, on the ground uh, or uh, to the head, uh, so so uh, once you go to the ground, it's more submission-based uh, tools, You know, when it's standing, it is uh, kickboxing. This will be at 160 pounds, and uh, we have Evan Ledford. Now, I'll say both of these guys are making their debut in this uh, rule set. So uh, Evan Ledford is uh, going to be uh, our first fighter. He comes out of the No Mercy MMA goon squad group in Union, South Carolina. He'll have several teammates on this card, uh, trained by Bradley Pruitt there. Uh, He is, I believe he is... 15, I think he's 15 years old. And he uh, he's had a couple of kickboxing matches. He's going to be taking on a debut in everything named Zeke Shaw, who is 16 years old. And he trains with the Wolves Den Martial Arts Group in Madisonville, Tennessee, who has brought us uh, Zach Garner and CJ Talent so far. So this will be the first time he's competed in anything. They, uh, they, he does look to be a, a pretty athletic kid. Uh, he plays football, uh, you know, for his high school. So uh, that's about all I got for you you guys as far as uh, the setup on this uh, juniors pancration match to open things up we'll start with our leader greg
3: hopkins all right Catch weight 160. Can you tell me how tall both these guys are? Uh, man, I, I, feel like, I
1: feel like uh, Ed, Evan is like 5'7", and uh, Zeke is more like 5'9". 5'7", 5'9". Does anyone have any kind of background and any kind of stand-up? So you said that, uh, you
3: said that Zeke has oh,
1: No, no. Kickboxing? Evan has had a couple kickboxing matches. Zeke has not done anything yet. He's uh,
3: never uh, had any like, uh, amateur wrestling background?
1: No, he plays football, though.
3: And he well, joined the circus at fucking
1: 12,
4: man. What else you want to know, bro?
3: He might have ranch fucking dressing yesterday on his salad. I don't know. You know, know. that made my play a part in my fucking picks. You know what? Just because you've been an asshole. <laughs> and I know you're going to fade me here. And I, I, you know, I think that Evan Ledford is, uh, is going, is he's traveling a good distance here for a junior pre creation role. So, you know, he's got to be taking this somewhat kind of serious, and I hope he really is. And you can't, just by judging these guys looking up their pictures, you can't say if they're soft or not because the guy's right. 15, 15 years old. Right. I mean, they're they're kids. And uh, the I mean, coolest fifteen-year-olds in the whole wide world fight, fighting on float combat that night with a uh, with valor fight. Yeah. So, God, but the wolves Den martial arts got Zeke Shaw coming out. I just wish I knew how how tough these guys are, but just by just by judging by their mug shots is what I'm going to base it on, and I know everybody else will too. Who looks harder? Unless somebody, yeah, who looks harder? Unless Mark knows something I don't, I'm going to have to go with those Zeke. Zeke Shaw. Shaw.
1: Zeke Shaw is the pick for Greg Hopkins, Mark. Greg, there's a bunch of stuff I know that you don't know. But we're in agreement. Zeke takes that. I right, go. Mark also agrees. He goes with Zeke Shaw. Jeff Hobbs. Uh, I'm going with not Zeke Shaw. (laughs) Evan Ledford is the pick as Hobbs goes goes with the – I think he wants to be different and have a chance to make up a point. Does he know something
3: we don't? Doubt it. Doubt it.
1: <laughs> I seriously doubt it. Uh let's see here. Moving
3: on to hold, our hold on, tell me yes. hold on. Is pig locked in or can we change him? I just wanna ask a question. Ooh, what is your question? You said the Evans got kickboxing, right? right? Yes. He okay. has kickboxed before. I want to change my pick.
1: Okay. Can I change my pick? Fair well, enough. I think we're close enough to where we can. See, be
5: that's good. what I knew that you didn't was I listened. Why like are right. you were changing your pick? now? Well, well, oh.
1: well, hold this, on, please, though. Me, no, well, hold on. Now. You're right, Greg, Jeff, actually, because we said that we're going to go in this order to prevent this kind of thing. Yes, you fucking cheat.
3: Okay, okay. Well, here's what I want to say on my behalf, <laughs> even though I can't I can't change it now. I got to take with Zeke. <laughs> I, this is what I was going to go with, okay? Even if Zeke did uh-huh. have wrestled, I forget that in uh-huh. pancreation rules, when you go to the ground, you can't you can't ground and pound to the head. Right. So it's damn near stupid to take somebody down in pancreation anyway. So if you have a kickboxing background, you obviously want to take fucking Evan here. And my dumbass didn't do that. So uh, there's one for the weekend. Sorry, guys. Zeke, you're going down, but I got you in my book. Sorry, brother. <laughs>
1: Go Zeke. All right. (laughs) Moving on to our next bout. We're jumping right on into the MMA now. Uh, And this is going to be light heavyweight action, 205 pounds. It's the real bulldog, Robert Davis, 0-1, independent, coming out of Barberville, Kentucky. The last time we saw Robert Davis was at the Smoky Stadium show. Uh, ran into Dale Dodds there and uh, didn't end well for him. But Dale's a tough guy, you know. But Dale's going for the heavyweight title here. and We've got a drop in weight for Robert Davis. So he's coming down from heavyweight to 205 to take on a guy that we know very well around here, Chad the Freak Finnerty, one and three out of the Black Lion Studio down in Hennigar, Alabama. And Chad, of course, is you uh, got a great wrestling background. He's a wrestling coach uh, down there with those guys. Uh, wrestled at Purdue collegially uh, coming off a loss though in his rematch to CJ Philpott uh, so you know both these guys are going to be motivated coming off losses both these guys uh, you know really want to get that win so uh, it'll be interesting to see who gets it let's go first with Mark man <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, let's see here there, I feel like Chad Kennedy is going to get this done um Robert Davis, I just don't, I don't see how he can get it done. The real bulldog, that's right. He's, uh, I don't know, he, he's a real nice guy, but I feel like uh, the Black Line Studios will prevail. So, Chad,
1: the freak Finnerty is the pick from Mark Laws. Let's go to Hobbs. Yeah, I did. Uh, where
5: did he say affinity uh, wrestled? Uh, Purdue. He wrestled with John Fitch at the same time. I did not know that piece of information. I was yeah. going to pick Finnerty anyway, just because I'm a fan top. of him.
3: <laughs> 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 Greg
5: still Greg whines even when it's not his fucking time. What the
1: fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, Bob's good jet. What's that? Finnerty. Finnerty. Uh, All right, two, uh, two votes for Finnerty, and Greg, you're last here on this one. Okay. So you got to see what everybody else has done.
3: I didn't. I didn't really care about what everybody else has done because I know Chad personally. He's been coming to uh, up there to uh, Chat Gogi and combatants in East Ridge uh, training on Tuesdays, and uh, I know that he's trying to go back to his um, go back to his base base. He's trying to go back to his bases and uh, basics, and that's wrestling, and that's what he's planning on doing this whole match. And he's going to make this a grind, and he's wanting to get on top of Davis, take him down. He said it might be a boring fight. He said, But I'm tired of losing and trying to tired, tired of trying to entertain the crowd with knockouts and this because all of his all of his fights have come from stoppages. They're all controversial. I mean, everybody'll tell you, yeah, it got stopped. It was probably the rough stoppage, but was there could it have went a different way at any point in time? You know, we'll see. But anyways, Chad, the one thing I know <laughs> that you guys don't know, yeah, keep laughing. Watch inside this. Inside info, guys. Yeah, inside uh, Yo, ah, and Mark is over there laughing at his ass off right now. He's stupid as hell. Listen, Chad, Chad told me there was heat on this fight. <laughs> Said this, that, the thing, blah, 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 blah. Is said, Robert said something that Chad hits, has hands like pillows. Said he might as well step in there with them damn, like, 22-ounce gloves, mittens, and hit somebody while he's cooking, uh, making a pan of cookies or some shit. Okay, so Chad didn't really appreciate that. And Chad doesn't really, you know, get too upset about a lot of things. But, you know, he, he called Robert out about this and said, hey, you still got something you still got something to say and blah, blah, blah. All right, well, maybe, maybe this is why I was saying Mark needs to maybe be there. At the weigh-ins, on time, in the middle, in front of them. I know what it is there. Is yeah, well, you need to be there, okay? You need to be there in between this one because I'm telling you right now, the instant information change there's a little heat between this one. So, and I think that Chad uh, is gonna is gonna prevail here. So three votes, all three, it's clean, sweet.
1: <laughs> if Robert Davis gets it done, we will do him. An interview next week.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, let's see here. Moving on to our next bout is going to be lightweights. This is a late replacement one. Uh, it, it, it was originally to be Brandon McGee versus Dominic Muniz uh pulled up uh, a, little, a few weeks back, and uh, now it is going to be Skylar Marshall stepping in. So Brandon McGee is 0-1 out of the Emma uh, team there in Greenville, Tennessee. Teammates with big-time Dale Dodd, Stephen New, and the like. Uh, athletic kid, uh, had a really good, exciting fight against Dan Bailey in this last uh, event here, uh, that the Joe, but uh, he came up short, he got submitted in the second round, but arguably won the first round, so he, he was looking really good, uh, up until that point. Uh, he's taking on a guy that we don't know a whole lot about, Skylar Marshall, uh, accepted this fight, uh, just about four or five days ago, so he is coming in on short notice, uh, and he's making his debut independently out of Greenback, Tennessee. Uh, reports that he does have some high school wrestling background, no accolades to speak of. Uh, so our first one uh, this time is going to be Hobbs. Uh,
0: I like uh,
3: Brandon McGee on this one. All
1: right. Jeff Hobbs goes with the known quantity, Brandon McGee. And next is Greg. Um, uh,
3: well, he said he's wrestled, but he has no accolades to speak of. You would have known that because usually a wrestler is pretty proud of their accolades. And uh, you know that not just wrestler, but any kind of martial artist, if they you know if they've won any kind of grand prix and any kind of jiu-jitsu man, any kind of any big title you have ever won, they're gonna say something, you know. So,
1: uh, so you're saying his wrestling
3: sucks. i do not saying his wrestling sucks. <laughs> I'm just saying I ain't heard of him, and uh, and we and so we don't know about shit. him. And he is independent, coming out of Greenback, Tennessee. Fighting old Greenville, Tennessee. Greenback versus Greenville. My what, brother lives in Greenback. There's going to be a lot of green in here. You got 0 1 versus 0 0. There's a lot of green. That's a lot of green. But, you know, uh, somebody's got to go. And uh, I'm going to go with Brandon McGee as well because he's actually trained with a gym and we know a little bit about him. And I think he's a lot tougher than the lost shows on his record.
1: Uh, Brandon McGee, this uh, selection for our first two panelists, Mark Laws.
4: Yeah, we going Brandon McGee. He's been putting in a lot of good work up at the gym with us, and he's, uh, his hands are looking really fucking phenomenal. His wrestling's still there. He gets it. All right, so that makes uh, that makes Another clean sweep here.
1: All three panelists go with Brandon McGee. Brings us to our next bout. Now, we lost a bout here. We were supposed to have uh, Thomas Fowler versus Corey Farmer, but Fowler failed to get his blood work in time, so that fight is off. Uh, moving on, we have Featherweights, and it's going to be 145 pounds. Bradley Breakfield, 0 1, and he is uh, you know, coming out of the, uh, the No Mercy MMA no Goon mercy. Squad team in Union, South Carolina. Carolina, and uh, so he's a teammate with, you know, Paul T, Brian Jackson, and, and those guys that are on the card, um, and he's going to be taking on a guy that uh, everyone knows very well around these parts, the Sea Goat, uh, wow. set sail back to the Cotton Eye Joe, Anthony Cochran, two and three, coming off a... Uh, Coming off some losses, I think Anthony's maybe lost two in a row now. Uh, Is it three? Uh, He's lost a few in a row. I think it's two. I think he was two and one, and he's lost his last two. So, you know, he's going to be hungry for a win. Uh, You know, he's going to be coming out there very, very uh, intent on uh, getting that those losses uh, out of his uh, out of his mouth. So uh, will it will be interesting to see if he's a little more, you know, he's obviously a great character, uh, you know, the, the whole regal and the 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 costume and the the music and all that. I wonder if we see a little more dialed in, focused, like uh, Anthony Cochran, or if it'll be, uh, you know, the the joking, jovial business as usual uh, against the guy coming in uh, to try to upset the apple cart in Bradley Breakfield. Uh, Greg, you will be first.
3: I got a question about Bradley Brakefield. I want to know who his loss was against. We looked that up. Uh, I can have that our, fairly quickly. We have our uh, Google team there.
1: Yeah, our, we have got a uh, research team here. Yeah, that's that not is on the, a, on
3: the cast
1: se- Second right to now. none here. But
2: uh,
1: Bradley Breakfield uh, looks like he made his debut this year. Uh, earlier in the year, it was uh, in May on a Warrior FC card. So he's fought Ooh. for for those guys. Uh, <laughs> he lost to a Dalton <laughs> Goins in the first round by two minutes. And I'm saying two minutes and 20 seconds, a uh, uh, KO oh, loss um,
3: yeah,
1: to lost. Dalton Goins, who I don't even know Dalton what, kind of, what kind
3: of loss, like did it say what kind of KO, like a TKO t- or KO? It says, was it, says, it, says, it, it, says it was well, K- I, I it I says K- there,
1: TKO. so I don't know man it's ground and pound usually he probably got ground and pounded though.
3: well I, I think that uh, Anthony Cochran probably came up for a brush of, uh, bleh, 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 breath of fresh air you know so I think that uh, Anthony Talkerim uh, comes to the 500 end right here, and uh, probably It's not
1: him. even his turn. What the fuck? What uh, have... It 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 is it is. Uh, you went first on that one, and now we're back around to the. This is the fourth fight, so we'll start back over with our rotation.
0: Yeah,
5: dumbass. This motherfucker has talked since we started, man. I can't even he
1: is, tell. He is, he is he is he is rambling tonight, isn't he? We're gonna have to <laughs> put shut the, the put fuck up. This
3: bitch is on something, man. He's on crank or something. Jeff, Jeff, can you please excuse me? It was my turn to pick.
4: Jesus Christ. Jeff, <laughs> if I'm sitting right beside him. He sounds like a fucking female. He's over here talking. So you, talk through, you, you
5: talk through your pick. You talk through everybody's pick. <laughs> Let you know me what? talk
4: for Mark this time. So you know Mark really likes this guy for this. God, God damn, dude. You know Chill what? out, Greg. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. No, quit telling us what. That's what the fuck we're saying. Quit <clears> telling us <throat> what. You want my pick or you want
3: me to shut the fuck up? Well, why to shut the fuck up? It's the seagull. All right, got me. Go. Seagoat Anthony Cochran
1: is the pick for Greg Hopkins. Mark Laws. Fuck you guys. Fucking Seagoat and Greg fucking sucks. Anthony Cochran is your second uh, uh, pick as well for Mark, and that leaves Jeff Hobbs. Watch how quick this is. Seagoat. Thank you. Anthony Cochran. (laughs) All right. So that's three fights in a row that we've got a unanimous panel. Uh, at this point, we'll move on to the two pro <laughs> bouts, and uh, this one here is interesting. We've got two pro welterweight bouts here. First one's going to be, uh, both fights will be 170 pounds, but the first one will be uh, the Ninja Turtle himself, Paul T. We talked to him last week, uh, and he's going to be taking, this is his pro debut, uh, and he's going to be taking on Billy Two-Tone Combs. A guy we've seen many, many times, Billy is 0-5. Uh, coming into this one, and uh, yeah, looking for that first pro win, you know, he's 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 hungry for it. He's fought a really tough. Lineup of uh, of opposition here, and so Paul Teague is is also looking for uh, for his first pro win and his pro debut, obviously. So you know he wants to start his career off right. Uh, This is a it's a very interesting fight here because you've got uh, you know Paul is listed two and five as an amateur. So Billy's amateur record is actually better than Paul's amateur record. Uh, But now that Paul is taking uh, the pro leap, he gets to reset his record. You know, so he's got a better record than Billy now. Uh, So we'll see uh you know both these guys are going to be uh win's going to mean a lot for either guy um and so uh we'll see we'll start with mark on this one
3: yes
1: yes 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 mark's torn on this man I have mixed feelings on this because I spend. Well, I didn't months. really quite set that up as good as I should. I'm sorry, Mark. I, I, I should You're say like, that I should say Paul Teague <laughs> is out of the Goon Squad, No Mercy MMA uh, group out of Union, South Carolina. Billy Combs, independently out of Mountain City, Tennessee. Uh, and Paul's a character, you know, he comes out wearing the crazy clown mask, and like he, I, he, 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 reminds me of like uh, David Koresh is what I usually say is my 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 closest like you know kind of just a. Uh, hmm, like a kind of murdery kind of guy, but he embraces it, so yeah, I don't even feel bad talking about
4: him like this because he <laughs> likes it. Uh, okay, here we go. Let's move on. Mark, you're up, man. I'm gonna slap Greg here in a minute, sort of Christ. Um, just to piss Billy off, I'm gonna pick Paul T because I need Billy to be as motivated as possible. If he doesn't win, he's not fucking riding home with me. Ooh. So there's just some of my fucking incentive right there. Um Upon this, I do want to go ahead and, and preface that I have had tried to have Billy in the gym as much as possible. He just doesn't see it the same way as me. So, that being said, I hope they both win. <laughs> Mark picks Paul
1: Teague. Uh, Jeff Hobbs.
5: Uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, Teague as well. I mean, until Billy shows me something, man, and puts down the cigarettes and, and – uh, right.
1: Yeah, I just can't uh, can't ride with him yet. So Paul Teague is the pick of Jeff Hobbs, and that brings us finally to Greg Hopkins.
3: Here's the thing, and I get to talk because it's my turn. You did. And I had my hand up the whole time, and I was begging Mark to let me say something. I'm going
4: smother him with a bag here. And here's
3: the thing. Mark wanted to go last on this because he had, he had a little bit of inside information on this fight, but he didn't really get to talk about it. I know that's how it was going down. But since the way it fell, and I was sitting there counting up and how it was going to fall, Mark had to go first. He wanted to go last on that one, but he didn't get to. So, anyways, Paul Teague has grew, like, three three feet since the last time I seen him three years ago. He's gotten a lot bigger. I'm sure he's going to be shredded up for this fight, and he's going to be ready to go against uh, a – I think that Billy Combs is going to try to come with a haymaker, but like you said, he hasn't been in the, uh, in the, in the gym. So, uh, that haymaker better come in the first minute, uh, which is capable – Capable of happening. That possible? Uh, it's, yeah, he's capable of it, and it's possible it could happen. I mean, if I was going to take an under or over, I'd go under one and a half in this fight. I would too. But yeah, I think, sure. yeah, I mean, I think that I think. I mean, so I mean, this is really a. A yin game match, one it's gonna go one way or the other. It's not maybe it's one side as you think, but the only reason I'm thinking Paul Teague is because of the uh, is the tank factor and uh, uh, I don't think he's got the gas tank on him. I don't think I think that Paul is gonna ninja turtle his way out of some stuff and run from him for a little bit, and then go for the takedown. Uh Paul Teague, let's do it.
1: All right, so uh, all three panelists take Paul Teague, Fade, Billy Combs here. Now, Paul has got some, he, He's got the spinning back fist finish uh, that he has kind of hung his hat on over his amateur career. He's got a pretty awesome uh, spinning back fist finish that yeah. I'm guessing we may see that uncorked here against Billy. We'll see. One thing with B- Billy's got. Can we all? The- can we all
5: agree though, Tim, that if, if Billy wins this fight, Greg, myself. And Mark, we got his drinks the whole rest of the night after his fight. Billy wins. We
3: got you, Billy. Greg is leaving. He's got shit to do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So it's just Hobbs buying Billy's drinks or something. (laughs) 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 What about your assholes? Yeah, right.
5: I still feel Um, safe, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay, man. So let's move on to our other pro fight. This is another welterweight, about 170 pounds. We've got Caleb Miller, uh, who is one and zero out of KMAA, and so this is going to be his second pro fight. Undefeated as an amateur as well, five and zero. I think, maybe even 6-0. Um, and he's taking on uh, the pro-debuting Brian Stonehands Jackson. And uh, Jackson comes out of the No Mercy MMA, Goon Squad Group, Union South Carolina, by way of Michigan, I think from Detroit originally. Uh, he has done bare-knuckle boxing. He's done uh, regular pro boxing. He is three 3-8 professional boxer, um, but making his MMA debut. He did have a few MMA amateur fights. I want to say he was one and two or one and three amateur MMA. So you know you've got a pro boxer here. It's obvious what he's going to want to do. He's an athletic guy. He, he was uh, he was very confident when we, we faced these guys off in the cage uh, at is. the last show. He's so he's 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 going to bring it. You know Caleb obviously very confident, very well rounded. Uh, the one maybe caveat here is that this fight is at 170 pounds. Caleb is generally a 155 pound fighter, but he he said when we talked to him last week, you know that this uh, you know fight. 170, he feels strong and he feels, uh, you know, at his full, uh, you know, potential to, you know, uh, go out there and, and physically perform. So uh, excited for this one. Uh, I said they, these guys are, uh, you know, playing it up, John and John and each other a little bit. So I think we're going to get another good face off here, most likely um, as well. It'll be Jeff Hobbs to go first.
5: <clears throat> Let me just say as well, though, I tried to get them to fall for it. I'm not even going to be there Friday night. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> i'm not gonna buy billy's drinks in myself um that's hilarious man you're right they were it up and they were they were playing it up for the crowd but you know i still don't think we've uh um uh, i don't think i don't even know how to say this I, I mean i don't think we're seeing the toughest competition out there yet for caleb uh, so i'm gonna still go with caleb you know on this fight i hope they put on the show for the crowd and i hope you know, this other guy can back up. Uh, he, you know the way he came into Valor and, and talked uh, a big game. I hope he can back it up. Cause it's going to mean a, a great fight for the crowd. But um, you know, I'm st- I'm still waiting to see that that big fight for for Caleb Miller.
1: Um, and until then, I've got to keep riding with Caleb. Caleb train is uh, what Jeff Hobbs is on right now, and he's uh, gonna open us up with a pick for him Man, we've got a lot of like unanimous picks here so far. Let's see Greg you're up here next uh, to pick this
3: one I don't want to make this a long spiel or nothing But I think Brian Jackson is gonna come out swinging for the fences And I think that this is probably gonna be Caleb's toughest test to date here, and I think that Caleb may May have to uh, you know ride the wave in the first round and weather a storm that Brian Jackson's going to come on really strong. But uh, I think that in the end, I think that old Caleb Stonehands' Caleb
1: Miller reveals. All right. That's two for Caleb Miller. And Mark Laws to finish us up on this one. Caleb Miller. All right. Caleb Miller, it's clean sweep again uh, for our panelists. And now we go to the uh, final portion of the card. And uh, we shift back over to the amateurs. It's going to be light heavyweights, 205 pounds. Corey Farmer, independently fighting out of Murphy, North Carolina. Uh, He is 19 years old and uh, is a a former uh, college rugby player and also used to train at Ben Kiker's United Karate Studios but apparently has moved to North Carolina, so he's not there anymore. So, But he's not going to be your typical independent fighter. He's, he's trained up. He's just not currently with a gym, but he, he does have some you know some training experience. Uh, taking on Gabriel Atkinson, 1-0 KMAA. We saw him debut at Smoky Stadium with a win over Justin Emmons. So, uh, you know, he's a tall, rangy guy, athletic. And uh, we'll see uh, a little bit more, you know, we'll, we'll learn more about him here in this fight. We've only seen him the one time. Uh, this one, it looks like we will start with Greg.
3: Where was uh, Gabriel Atkinson's fight at? Where did we see him fight?
1: At Smoky Smok- Stadium against Justin Evans, yeah that um, It was a close first round, and then in the second round, um, uh, Gabriel hit him, and at the same time, he, uh, the other guy's foot kind of slipped on one of the pieces of vinyl uh, sticker in the uh-huh. cage, and, it, and he went out from underneath him, and they waved it off. So uh, was it was good up until that point, uh, you know, that the, they, they pulled those vinyl stickers up at, yeah, after I that. Remember
3: that. Yeah, and John Hall broke well, twisted his toe up on it. Not because of that. Okay, sorry. Uh, Corey Farmer trained at Ben Cockers. Uh, how old is this kid, Corey?
1: He is 19 years old. 19 uh, college rugby player.
3: College rugby player. I'm Murphy, North Carolina. I'm going to have to go with the Knoxville native here,
4: Gabriel Atkinson.
3: Okay. Gabriel
1: Atkinson is the play
4: for Greg. And, Mark, you're up. Uh, I love Gabriel Atkinson. I like, think that's really, really good and gifted, but... He ain't getting it done this time. Got to go with the dude from Murphy, man. As a hardened individuals over there. So that is going to be Corey Farmer, the pick for Mark. We finally got somebody
1: uh, with a differentiating pick here, and let's go to Jeff Hobbs to uh, break the tie.
5: Yeah, well, I am impressed and I do like the uh, the college rugby aspect because those are some tough ass dudes. I'm going uh, with uh, Gabriel as
1: well. All right, so it's uh, two for Gabriel Atkinson, Mark, the dissenter with Farmer. That could make a difference here in our standings, actually. Uh, Moving on to our next bout, it is going to be a lightweight rematch, 155 pounds. Alan Miller, uh, he is three and two, coming out of Ian Lawler's Adversity Training Center. Uh, I think it used to be named that. I think now it's called Somerset Martial Arts. Uh, Anyway, they're in Somerset, Kentucky, and uh, uh, Alan is going to be rematching. Matching, Parker the Viking Wadman two and one out of KMAA and uh, these guys fought um, fight before last for each of them it was a, a decision win for Wadman uh, but Miller in his camp was very adamant that they, they feel like they can win this fight they, to relive that fight essentially Wadman uh, showed very good wrestling takedowns and was able to dominate the position in the rounds but wasn't doing a whole lot of damage from what I recall, and Miller was wor- very active and working from the bottom to try to at least do damage. So, uh, this is a fight. That fight also, I think, was at 160. Now, they'll be doing 155, which is uh, I don't know if that will make a difference or not. Uh, but That said, uh, both those guys uh, have had differing results since they fought. Alan Miller won on a Hard Rock show a few months back, so he's coming off a win, actually, now, whereas uh, we saw the uh, Viking, Parker Wadman, take a loss to El Shalbertus uh, in, the last, in his last timeout. So it's 3-2 and two versus 2-1. Two and one. It's a rematch, and uh, I really am curious to see if Miller will make the adjustments to, you know, they know the wrestling's coming. We'll see if he can make the adjustments to, to do something about it, and we'll also see if Parker has made the adjustments to try to, you know, do more damage from the top and get those finishes like he needs uh, instead of the decisions. So uh, we will first... Go to uh, let's see. We started last time with Greg, so it's Mark. Jesus.
4: Um, I don't even remember this first fight. To tell you the truth. Um, I'm gonna have to go. I'm lean on Parker Wadman here. You know, I think coming off that loss to L, he probably cinched up a couple of holes in his game, and and keep his hands up a little bit better coming through those transitions. Just knowing that the hands can already be coming, and I feel like he probably makes that adjustment. I don't know if he like punches him out, though. I feel like it goes to the decision, and then that can go either way. But if I picked against Wadman last time, I feel like it did when it was vindicated, but this time I'm going Parker Wadman. And
1: he said that Wadman gets really mad at him whenever he picks against him, too. <laughs> so everybody knows. I just fight, but not really. Okay, uh, up next is Jeff Hobbs.
5: Yeah, um, you know uh, Wadman's last fight—it was a loss, but I mean that was still that was a controversial loss. That was, if we remember correctly, that was that uh, wasn't wasn't that the Chris Bond early stoppage?
1: Well, um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Um, um, it was the fight where uh, he dropped Wadman a couple times, but then Wadman was like coming up, and you know it was kind of you know right. maybe a little earlier. Yeah. Right,
5: right, right. So you know I. <sighs> I mean, I know Wadman was really pissed about that one, just that he didn't get the opportunity to either, you know, come back and win the fight or, you know, without question, get beat. So I think we're going to see even better Parker Wadman. And, uh, you know, even though Parker knows what he did to win the last time they fought, I mean, he knows where his holes were. And he's, I'm sure, worked just as hard to make sure that it's not as close this time. So I'm riding with Wadman on this
3: one.
1: 2 nothing, Greg Hopkins, you going to follow suit or are you going the other way?
3: I'm going to follow suit and I'll make this short and sweet. I don't really think that Parker has, I'm going to make, sorry guys. I don't think that Parker has a whole lot of, um, holes in his game. It's just like Mark said, the transitions coming in and out of your, you know, where you're coming up. If you, you know, you got to keep those hands up. You got to answer the phone. You got to umbrella that head. You got to cover that jawline. You can't leave it open, but you know, with, you know, you remember how that happened to, uh, uh, L came up with a with his stiff his stiff arm oh, up he, and just, was just like yeah just like defied all laws of physics and stood straight up against Wadman just caught him with like three tough shots and dropped him twice. And Parker jumped up, but uh, I mean I think that, yeah since since then I hope he's really worked on the, exactly what Mark said. I'm just going to second that, and I, I have to go with uh, Wadman as well here. All three panelists go with Wadman here. And uh, man, that's been we've
1: had one, two, three, four, five, six out of eight be uh unanimous, so there's only a couple fights that are really gonna hinge uh our standings. Uh, moving on to the feature bout, yet another rematch. This is a rematch uh between a couple ladies that fought at the beginning of the year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it is going to be the Little Bull chloe padilla kmaa by way of frankie's body shop her daddy is frankie padilla there that does a lot of the strength and conditioning for a lot of the the local pros and even the amateurs too uh, so she is going to be fighting at 140 this time and is going to be a rematch against mary rosenbeck who is coming from ultimate mma in albertville alabama uh, brings the record in of oh Owen- and Four, I think, but uh, she's better than a record. She's tough. She's a, uh, she's very game. The last time they fought, uh, Chloe got a decision, but it was close. It was super close. And uh, you could see, where mary had some with a few adjustments uh you know could yeah. can have some success here the uh, same time you know chloe's also been improving her game i'm sure in that uh, in in that time so she may have some new tricks up her sleeve regardless i know it's gonna be a really good fight because the first time they fought it was awesome it was they had the crowd going crazy and both these girls really bring it and they're not going to back down uh, i'm pumped for this one and our first pick will be from jeff
5: you and I kind of talked about this one a little bit this morning that, you know, how close that first fight was. And um, I, you know, I'm really not even considering the first fight because it was so close. And I think it would have taken just very little um, to have leaned that fight the other way. It was a great fight for the crowd. Um, i Crowd loved it. We all loved it. Cage uh, side, but you know, <clears throat> right until the end, I really was not sure who was going to get the nod on that fight. So,
1: um, you know, well, so if I can, call, if I can recall correctly, of, I'm sorry to interrupt you. If I can recall correctly, Chloe like like kind of banked to the first couple rounds, uh, and then like Mary was coming on real strong at the end, and like maybe. Well, like maybe it was like it maybe even close to a finish at one point. I, I hate to misspeak, but I feel like that's what was happening. But uh, you know,
5: I feel the same way. That uh, that it was just kind of one of those feelings, like,
0: yeah,
5: I don't know. I mean, Greg has a different angle than, than we do watching it on the monitor as well. If it if it was one of those fights that we you know, but I don't know, Greg. What do you? I remember it being more so. Like, had there been another round, like you really could have felt Rosenbeck taking that fight. Luckily, the was it, you know, yeah, like luckily, it was the third round, uh, and Chloe had banked those earlier, you know, points and rounds. Um, so I, you know, I don't know. This one's a tough one for me. It really was. This was one of the two that I told you was the toughest ones for me to pick today. Because, you know, we love Chloe to death, but I mean, that was just such an evenly matched fight. And I think, regardless of what her record is, Mary's experience, um, you know, I think kept her in that fight early and was you know getting her in a position to maybe pull away uh at the end so uh me picking first and not knowing what these other two guys are going to do but thinking i know what they're going to do i don't know um i'm going to go with rosenbeck taking this one uh yeah i just i just think uh think she's going to make the adjustments maybe try to start a little faster this time uh and
1: and pull out the uh, the upset at, uh, at somebody else's house. Mary Rosenbeck is the pick for Jeff Hobbs. He picks her to even the score
3: uh, with these two ladies. Greg, you are up next. You know what? Before Jeff came on the board and picked Rosenbeck, that was my choice. But since I'm ahead in the picks and I know who Mark's going to choose – Because I also think the exact same thing, I think that Rosenbeck is in there uh, fixing mistakes, fixing this, working on her hip adjustment, on her judo, working on this, working on that, on her hip control, underhooks, blah, 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 this and that. But guess what? Chloe was still new to the game. You know, she'd been training for a while, but she was still new to the game, and that that was her first fight. So you know, you got to think she's been training with, you know, with fighters now. And, you know, we may, she may have, you know, if she's not all caught up in the whole aspect of, you know, cause she's been doing the interviews, She's been doing a little bit of a uh, commentary and uh, I know she likes to train, uh, you know, weightlifting a lot more, you know, more so cause she used to do the uh, bikini contest and I don't know what, what are they call uh, the, uh, the physique, fitness physique uh, uh, yeah, contest. Yeah. And, uh, but I think now she's a, uh, you know, really directed her, you know, her mindset towards MMA, you know, completely. So I think that you're going to see a better Chloe come out of here too. So I got to go, got to go with the girl, Chloe.
1: Chloe Padilla makes it one-to-one here. And, Mark, you will be the tiebreaker.
4: Oh, this makes it really easy for me because well I'm on here for one thing and that's to kick Greg's fucking ass. What about that? I'm going Rosenberg. Right? Rosenberg okay. is the pick for Mark, so we get some
1: differentiation here. Uh, that I think right now we're looking at uh, there's three fights that are going to be the difference makers. We'll see if we get any more here in these last two co-main event, first of two title fights. This one is going to be a, uh, a middleweight title fight, and it is going to be uh, two undefeated fighters, and we've talked to both of them here on the Valor Hour the past couple weeks. We've got Alex Lewandowski coming out of the Newport Combat Club 2-0 and uh, coming off his last win at Smoky Stadium over Chris Lowe. Uh, he's got some extensive tie uh, experience as well with some good wins over the likes of Caleb Frank, and you know he's been in there you know, pretty tough already. Uh, He is going to be taking on the uh, KMAA product, Stephen Tank Wilson Jr., Three and and0 and this guy has been uh, making a statement uh, coming out here and you know, making just hellacious slams, just you know, uh, earth-shattering slams. You know, he he's knocking guys out with slams and, and fucking them up, man. And he's very explosive. He's very charismatic. You know, he's got a wild fan base. He is. Uh, he's going to be uh, a handful for anybody just because of his explosion. But uh, this is a good step up in competition, in my opinion, versus Alex Lewandowski, uh, comparably speaking. To, to his opposition to date, so it'll be a good uh, a good barometer, I think, uh, to see where Tank stands uh, when he steps up in competition. Lewandowski, uh, we talked to him earlier today on the podcast, and he filled us in. He's got eight years of wrestling experience, which I wasn't aware of. Because if you watch Lewandowski fight, you usually see him in a in a bang fest. You know, he's out there throwing, he hits hard, and he's got a good chin. And uh, so to know he's got that wrestling to fall back on potentially, I don't know if it's going to be able to match Tank's. You know crazy athleticism and slams but you know Lewandowski could make him pay on those entries and, and uh, maybe neutralize that a little bit if he can get some respect early I think so uh really excited for this one the winner will be the first ever VFC middleweight champion and uh Greg you're up
3: well we were talking we were talking about Lewandowski earlier right
4: what was his name again yeah exactly Lewandowski
3: yeah What's his name again? Lewandowski. 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 We were talking earlier. He was talking about the uh, the entries from uh, from Tank coming in, and that that was kind of his one of his one of his best angles. He'd come out from winning the fight and maybe finishing Tank. But uh, I I'm, I've got to go with Tank on this because Tank was uh, really confident when he said he was going to end this guy's life. And uh, uh, I I mean, you're going to say that kind of stuff. You got to back it up. I hope he doesn't end his life, but I hope he does. Uh, you know, he had to back it up because I'm taking Tank here.
4: All right, Greg goes with Tank. Mark? Man, Tank's got an uphill battle this time, guys. That's not – this is not those last two guys that just got picked up and dropped on their head. This is Alex Lewandowski, who is – he's a stud, dude. He hits hard. He's going to make you pay. If you try to get in the space with him, he's going to hit you right in the fucking mouth. I'm taking Lewandowski to make the up one and me winning this motherfucker over this mother. It's not up one; you it, got would it. Last time. it would tie. It would tie. Yeah, You've got two diff. This would make the third
1: difference. So if you get all three of them, you would be tied. But there's still one more to go. Game changer. Uh, and that's uh, so Mark goes with Alex Lewandowski. Uh, maybe somewhat surprisingly, maybe not. Mark trains with Lewandowski, you know, regularly up there in the. Uh, and uh, well, uh, uh yeah the Tri Cities, uh, that's it, where uh, that's where these they do a lot of cross training. Uh, Jeff Hobbs, you are going to break the tie here.
5: Yes, um, while I may not catch up with Greg, um, this will be one I will catch up with Mark. Um, <laughs> I am going to go with Tank as well. Um, I just think Tank has what I like to call an IQ for violence. Um so regardless of maybe some skill set uh or technique uh he just has this uh, this this uh smell of blood like i said I, IQ for violence kind of thing that's going to pull him through once again um this was the other one that I said I was going to have a hard time picking just because I'm like you. I think this is definitely his toughest test. Um, and this is actually the one on the card that I hate that I'm going to not be there for this, this card. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause this is the one that I wanted to see more than anything. Um, is what happens if, you know, Tank's overwhelming, uh, violent approach to the fighting doesn't finish a fight you know, as quickly as he's used to what happens, what is, you know, right. who? what kind of fighter does he turn into? What does he fall back on? Um, and that's what, you know, I was, uh, hoping to see, you know, not, not hoping as, as if I'm hoping for him to lose, but that, that's what my curiosity was. If that happens, uh, I was hoping to be there to, to witness either him uh, fold to it or overcome it, whichever way it, it happens,
1: but um, I'm still got to just go to my gut, you know. And, and Two to one. Uh, it is Greg and Hobbs taking Tank, and it is Mark taking Lewandowski. Main event. And uh, this one is another la- a last minute change. And um, man, yeah, we had some fucker. It was supposed to be uh, originally uh, big time Dale Dodds taking on Zach Mannon for the heavyweight championship. And uh, that fight was agreed upon by Zach Mannon in the cage on video on Flow Combat, uh, and uh, right after they, he was victorious against CJ Talent on uh, August the second, I guess it was. Uh, you know, he reached out and asked for us to cover his blood work, and uh, you know we we did that. Uh, we gladly did, took care of his blood work for him, and uh, then uh, we received word that he was going to withdraw from the fight. Uh, in favor of fighting for another event the next day, uh, so that sucked and put us into a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a scramble. But we uh, we shined here and we came up with a much better fight. Uh, now we have got the, the return of King James Garmony, folks. Uh, you've got uh, King James Garmony five and one versus Big Time Dale Dodds three and one for that heavyweight strap. James Garmony uh, has not been seen uh, now for a couple years. He, uh, last time out, well, lost. His one loss was to John Hall in a really good fight. He dropped John Hall in that fight. Uh, one thing to keep in mind here is that aside from the uh, p- obvious uh, potential cage rust, uh, you know, Garmony fought a lot of his fights at 205. Now, he's a very athletic, explosive guy, and he's put on the weight to where he's not going to be, like, a 210-220-pound heavyweight. He's going to be 240-250. Uh, and big-time Dale Dodds is on a hot streak, man. He he lost his debut a couple years back, but now he's won three in a row, all finishes, and uh, coming off of a win versus John Napier at the Joe a couple months back. Uh, he's got a rabid fan base. He's a big, hossy dude. He's strong. He hits hard. Uh, it's going to be an awesome main event. Uh, truly worthy of that uh, heavyweight strap. I'm really pumped for it. Uh, Dale Dodds trains out of Gamma uh in Greenville with stephen New and uh and those guys and also uh with Tri-City Boxing Mark says I think boxing
4: fit this yeah.
1: uh, so he's he's getting some work in in various places uh James Garminy, technically an independent now I believe uh I formerly used to train with MMA Institute uh there in Dayton Tennessee uh so we'll see uh we'll see what we what happens here you know James is a guy that uh was a, a big prospect at one time so it's going to be a a much tougher test for Dale Dodds now for that strap and uh, let's see it looks like our, our first person to pick for this one is going to be Mark.
4: Oh, definitely um, I like James Romney a lot he's gonna be huge at that size but uh, I feel like uh, that's a tough one man. Nah, Dale Dodds his hands have been an incredible dude he's Really, coming up to the gym, he's a big physical guy. Dodds gets it done. All right. Big time
1: Dale Dodds is the pick for Mark Laws. And uh, Jeff Hobbs is up next.
5: Yeah. um, I'm going to agree that I definitely think there may have been a little bit of fuckery going on. But I I digress. We will not uh, focus on said fuckery. Mm -hmm. Um, But – you know, sometimes when you lose about, uh, you lose an opponent and about, uh, you know, it, it goes from sugar to shit. Um, you know, uh, but I think this is kind of the opposite, not, not saying that the first matchup was shit because it wasn't, but I definitely think, um, for the card, for the, for the fans and attendance and for everybody watching, um, I think this matchup, um, it, it shines more. It definitely shines more than the other one did, um, uh, because our, our, our guy was, you know, he was the underdog in his last fight when he, when he won that against talent. Um, you know, so aside from the fact, I mean, that was a good story, him coming from behind, you know, all indications were where talent was going to win that fight. He was going to take on Dodd and we were going to have this big title fight and he threw the proverbial monkey wrench in that, um, but, you know, he kind of came out of nowhere, so it was hard to get behind him right. necessarily. So, you know, this the bout didn't have the shine that this one does. Bringing Garminy back uh, from his layoff, he, he's a known name up in your area. Uh, it, if Dale Dodd wins this fight, it means more to his amateur career. Uh, and, you know, it's a much bigger feather in his cap, I, sh- I guess I should say, if if he comes out ahead on this fight. I am going to go with Dodd just because um, I, I'm following the streak. You know, I think he's hot right now. He's got momentum, and uh, I think he's going to ride that momentum to a victory on uh, Friday night. So, hell, I'm jumping on the bandwagon. I'm going to ride with him, so I'm
1: going Dodd. All right, Jeff Hobbs goes with big-time Dale Dodds. They'll be chanting big-time up in there. Hobbs, you're going to miss it. They go, they get crazy. Uh, it, it, that leaves Greg. Are uh, you going to uh, make it unanimous? Are you going ma- to uh, go the opposite way with
3: Garminy, who's from down in your neck of the woods? Uh, let me ask a question right here. Uh, right now, if I just ride the dog wagon, I can go ahead and lose this one with everybody else, of course. Or I can win this one with everybody else, of course. <coughs> And then I win regardless of the, if the quarter. There's next is the next one. No, so you have Saudi still. September uh, is still. Oh, I'm gonna win all those. And
1: You know
4: what Saudi stands for? Saudi me. I will Did say. Greg oh, Saudi has, me okay. Uh, they, uh,
1: the Saudi. Uh, they the Saudi card is Greg is gonna have that uh, that a little bit of edge. I would think though, because he's gonna he's gonna know these guys probably better
3: than me.
5: Well, uh, yeah, but we already know there's going to be one fight difference because he's going to pick himself, and
3: we're right. going with Roy. So. Everybody else going with Roy, right? Yeah. Oh, Roy. <laughs> Speaking of, okay, listen, hey, we're going we're back to uh, back to the Garmony and Dodds fight. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I like this. Uh, I like this guy Dodds, man. And like when they do that big time yeah. chant, in the crowd—that is one of the coolest yeah. things I have seen uh, anywhere in a long time. And I, he has a really really big fan base. James Garmony, I don't know how big his fan base is. Uh, it's, it's, you know, he, he's known uh, For his quick strikes He's known for his uh, Not so much his takedowns or his wrestling or anything But he, 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 he's pretty powerful But can he take a shot Coming from Dale Dawg, that's the thing Can he take a big heavyweight shot Because him at 205, he was a monster Two, uh, Heavyweight, that's a whole nother ball field You're playing on So, With that being said, I'm going to have to go with James Garminy Against you guys since you still got the Saudi gun card I'm going to go ahead and get up, get up high on you all All right, Greg goes the opposite way with
1: James Garmony. So uh, the last three fights on the card will be the ones that make the biggest impact, the Atkinson-Farmer fight also, and then the kids actually at the beginning could be uh, an in for uh, Hobbs there to to make up some ground. That's going to be our our preview in picks, guys, uh, for Valor 63. Again, it goes down Friday night. Uh, September the 6th at the world famous Cotton Night Joe, Knoxville, Tennessee. Tickets available now. Uh, you can get them at the Joe's website or you can go to FighterTix uh, T-I-X uh, FighterTix.com and Get them online there or at the door or you can watch it live on Flow Combat and uh, hear Greg calling all the action. So, uh, uh, regardless, make sure you tune in. We will be back next week with our recap and reaction show. Uh, we'll tally up the picks and uh, and kind of and break it all down. Uh, till then, that's going to be it for this show, guys. I appreciate everybody for joining us. Of course, Alex Lewandowski for taking the time out of uh, his weight cut to join us for our interview. Our picks panelists as well: uh, Jeff Hobbs, Mark Walls, Greg Hopkins, and of course, my co-host Justin Watson. Till next week, I'm Tim Loy. Valor Hour. We are out.